Sitting down in your car as you shut the door, you pull out your phone to begin the GPS. You click in the directions, and before you know it, you are focused on where you're headed with your foot on the gas. Admiring the road before you, your attention begins to gain clarity on another thought, and you feel called to turn on the Incredible Conversations podcast. A warm, secure feeling overcomes you. Your breathing gets deeper, your mind gets clearer, and your heart begins to open again. You know that the moment you turn it on, you will be immersed in a wholehearted conversation destined to expand your awareness in incorporating universal law, learning about conscious health, optimizing your energy with astrology, and super fueling your success. You feel like you're sitting with an old friend when you hear, Welcome to Incredible Conversations with me, Isabel. Welcome back to Incredible Conversations with me, your host, Isabel Wellman. Today is a soul podcast where I will actually be diving into my own spiritual awakening and what that was, what that felt like, what happened, and what led me to it. And for anyone out there who might be thinking they're going through a spiritual awakening or they're going through it right now and having a tough time, perhaps they're curious, they want to know how to begin this journey, this podcast is for you. And I'm pretty excited to share this. It's going to start back in 2017. Yes, my friends. We're talking five years ago is when this began to really happen in my life. So I do want to preface that I have always felt different from other people in this lifetime. And not in a I'm better than kind of way, but more in a sense that I saw things from a different perspective. And I often felt nervous very shy, very fearful of how to participate back with life if I didn't feel fully comfortable. I was ruthlessly hyper-independent, as maybe you've heard on other podcasts, just from my upbringing, but it really impacted me because one, like many, (laughs) I really wasn't given um, great sexual education. I begged my mom to opt me out of sex ed in the sixth grade or fifth grade whenever they first introduce you to it. And so she did because she didn't want to paralyze me, I suppose. And I played on the playground and there's no one on the playground for that matter because I was like the only one who opted out of it. (laughs) And so that's really hilarious when I look back. And as I, you know, have reflected on life, I have always, always been very fearful of sexual interaction and intimacy, or at least very shy about it, very, gosh, like very kiddish, just like, oh, I can't look at this makeout scene. It makes me flustered. It gets me way too, like, awkward in my body almost. And so that's kind of where this is starting because when you know, fast forward, it was 2017. I was, (laughs) I was on a journey, y'all. So it was my first time having gone on a road trip 
after working in Keystone, Colorado. So 2015 came, I graduated, ended up not going to college, and went to Keystone to be a uh, mountain safety worker on the mountain. And it was amazing. It was the best first year of my life and what I thought would be a gap year. And then that winter ended, I auditioned, or I guess I... What is the other word outside of auditioned? I tried out (laughs) for ski patrol. And I was on the list of will I make it or not. So I did my EMT that summer of 2016. I visited my friend slash sister in California for the first time. I was loving life. I was getting over boys that I was obsessed with at my 19-year-old age. Bless their souls. And I finally felt like it was just Zena and I against the world. Zena is my doggo, my border collie, my best friend, my soulmate in this lifetime. There's no question. And so, moving forward, after that, got into a relationship and manifested like the perfect person in my life at that time. And as the relationship continued, that next winter happened, I ended up not being able to be on ski patrol because I did not pass my emergency technician exam. That, oh, oof, oof. That not passing my EMT was a stab to the heart. It was brutal. It was horrible. It was the first time I'd ever really failed at any t- anything, excuse me. And it gave me a big reality check. It put me in my place. It showed me, hey, Isabel, if you're not going to give your 100% to something, it's not going to come that easy to you. You're about to handle people's lives on a realistic level. You got to know what's going on. And so it was the online exam that really messed me up. The practical exams I could do. Everything hands-on I could do. I'm a squiggly brain kind of person. Thank you, Holisticism, for teaching me that. If you don't know who Holisticism is, Just go Instagram, search it, or search it on the web. Fabulous group of gals that are a business of spirituality and witchiness and expanding awareness on how to operate as someone who might have ADHD or a different thinking brain, a spiderweb-based brain versus a linear. And so... I had to take responsibility for the first time that I had failed at something, I had paid for it, and then I was truly paying for it by not having passed that exam and seeing my ski patrol career go down the toilet. One day, when I grow up, I'll be a ski patroller, y'all. It will happen. So that was the first big ugh to my gut. And that moment shook me. It really drove me to question why I was here, and it gave me that first taste of what I was looking for out of life and what I could do to make life better for other people. And that's where it really began. So winter of 2016 going into 2017. Needless to say, the season moved on. I worked for this race crew. It was amazing, super, a lot of fun. Worked with my brothers, basically, at the time. Not my real brothers, but I considered them my brothers. I still do. Haven't talked to him in a hot minute, but they really left an impact on this little heart. And so as that season ended, I geared up to go on my first 
road trip with a partner in a car across from Colorado to California. And it was a blast. We got to go to 10, 11 different national parks with a group of buddies. Towards the end, everyone kind of went their own ways as we hit Joshua Tree. But needless to say, we ended in Southern California. And it was a dream of mine to move back and live in the Costa Mesa area. However, <laughs> I'm not going to go into too many of these details because it's just unnecessary for me to repeat this story and bring it back to life. But there were a lot of differences between my partner and I that I would often just stand down to and allow him to have whatever choice he wanted because I don't like fighting and I really did not understand the power of confrontation at that time. So that's a sneak peek on what's to come. So the summer is going on and I finally decide, hey, before we get to California, I'm going to apply for my yoga teacher training. I really want to do this, so forth and so on. Well, I did not get the scholarship I had applied for. It broke my heart, yet I did not lose hope. And I kept it in the forefront. I searched for other yoga teacher trainings. Nothing stood out as much as this one had. And one day, I randomly get an email. And they said that I got a second scholarship. Didn't have to do any mentorship or understudy work with my teacher. Literally just had to show up, participate like a normal student. And I received half off tuition, which was ginormous huge it was like three thousand dollars at the time so getting half off was amazing and it truly let me to find a passion in my life and so the yoga teacher training struck a match in me that was unlike anything i'd ever experienced i was using my body in a way that was intentional that was healing and that was to in the future provide relief for other people who may have complications or want to live with more stability in their body, find strength, and simply live with a more mindful manner. I really enjoyed the philosophy of yoga when I was doing my practice, and I continued to read and research, and that's where, where it all started. That's where the real spiritual ruminants began to boil, and I loved it. However, I had no one to really talk to about it. And so this is where I want to say, hey, little warning, if you haven't heard, like, my biggest, I guess, human experience fail in life, like, what I consider the worst thing I've ever done as a human or ever had to make the decision of, what I wish I could have changed or taken back, I don't regret it because it led me exactly where I needed to be, and... I wouldn't be who I am today without this experience. So I just want to preface, you know, like, be nice, be kind, and don't hate because we all have to make hard choices sometimes. So as a preface, I was extremely broke when I was doing my yoga teacher training, trying to do this intensive 7.30, 8 a.m. to 4 to 5 p.m. everyday yoga class this teacher training, with going to a part-time job three days a week, maybe two days, maybe four days, where I worked from five or six until 10 or 11 at night. 
in which I had barely any time for homework. I really didn't get to see Zena that much, and so my anxiety was going through the roof. On top of it, I was also babysitting my yoga teacher's kid, her brand new baby. Cutest baby I've ever met in my life. I think we had a soul connection. I hope I get to meet her again one day as she's older and grown up. Cutie pie. My yoga teacher, by the way, wow, she was an angel and is a walking angel on this earth. Nicolette, if you're out there and if you are ever listening to this, I love you and you made such a huge impact in my life, more than you will ever know. And so Nicolette, my teacher, was the only person I was ever allowed, allowed, yes, and able to share that I had taken a pregnancy test and that I was pregnant. Yeah. At 20 years old, mind you, with less than $400 in my bank account. When I had found this out and told my partner about this, it was extremely difficult because it wasn't and did not ever feel as if I had the choice. Of course, Isabel, you had the choice. You're your own human. You preach this every day. People, I did not know that when I was 20 years old. I was frightened. I was scared. Intimacy was awkward for me. Like, sex was not a very connected spiritual thing. It was, hey, we're going to have sex because we are attracted to each other. And then we're just going to be done. And, oh yeah, you're a woman. So, like, women just don't come sometimes or have orgasms or, you know, need to finish. Like, it's just all about the man. Like, that was the mentality. It was not healthy. And I don't blame this on that person. I have really done deep forgiveness and deep healing here. However, it took me a long time to acknowledge what the F I had gone through. And so, because I was scared shitless and broke, I'd agreed to get an abortion, which was the best option at the time. One, I wasn't ready to have a child. Two, I knew because the person I was with was reluctant and an F no to having a child. It wasn't right. And I was broke. How was I going to support a baby? I couldn't support myself at the time. It was nuts. And so this is where a lot of trauma really came in. A lot of grief. A lot of just like pure sadness and like hidden depression, I would also say. Because I had to pretend everything was fine. I had no friends. I only had the people I saw at my yoga teacher training to talk to. And I couldn't and wouldn't talk to them about what was going on in my life. The only person that knew was my yoga teacher trainer. And needless to say, I wasn't one to burst into people's lives and present my issues. Very private person. And so this traumatic event is what my spiritual awakening really blasted off from. But it did take a little while longer for me to get to that point. So let me say, if you're someone who has had a tragic event, such as a divorce, losing a child or family member or loved one, dogs count, by the way, ending relationships, ending a job, ending a passion, getting done with school, feeling like you have no idea what you're doing with your life because you're not following your own dreams. You're listening to other people's dreams. Whatever it is that you're going through that is 
incredibly difficult, challenging, traumatic, paralyzing to your nervous system, feels like you're going to explode with lava out of your eyeballs and sweat down your boobs every day because you're just a nervous Nelly, well, hold on. Hold on and talk to somebody. So as my own story unfolds, I will continue to guide this a parallel journey, my own journey, and then my advice. So my advice, if you're going through this right now, you gotta know that there's so much on the other side of what you're going through. Please get a friend. Talk to a friend. Share with a friend what you're going through. You have to share it with somebody. You are not meant to hold the capacity of the world on your shoulders. You are not wrong. You are not at fault. You are allowed to feel bad. You are allowed to have grief. You are allowed to feel and express and cry and be pissed off to the nines. You are allowed. You have permission. However, you cannot live in that forever. And so this is why talking to someone is crucial. There's a new suicide hotline. I believe it's 981. I should definitely know that. However, it's very important that we know that it is safe to talk to people. Abusive relationships, abusive anything must be talked about. And so as I continue on my personal journey, that abortion happened two, no, three days before my 21st birthday. Three days. Three days, people. The body does some crazy things when it was meant to have a child and then the child is not there anymore. And so I felt horrible. I felt disgusting in my body. I felt unworldly. I felt like an alien. I felt outcasted. I felt so alone. I felt miserable in this experience and I held it in. I held it in. Also during this time, what I thought was a happy ending for my parents finally after all the kids had flown the coop from their house issues had come up again on that front and so all of these dilemmas and repeated tendencies and habits and storylines were repeating in my lifetime and that is often another part of spiritual awakenings they will show you your ancestral trauma And guess what? If you are at all aware of your trauma that you believe you are the one or you have any power to begin healing it, you're most likely the one in your family who is going to be the one to break the trauma, to cut it off, to make a decision to choose differently, to choose your heart, to choose your beliefs, to choose what you want out of life. And that's a very empowering position, as well as frightening, terrifying, nerve-wracking, and how else can I put it, but it's uncharted waters. No one has done it before you. No one, like, not many people in your family will be able to give you advice on this, on how to move forward through it. And so this is where mentors and teachers and little earth angels come out of the woodworks to support you. Like my teacher trainer. She was my angel. She supported me. She was that one person to remind me that it was okay to make that decision. And that 
I wasn't the only one who had to make that kind of decision in their life. And that it's not the worst of all mistakes. And it's not something to leverage over my own head for the rest of my life, basically. That, yes, the day that I decide to have a child and birth it into the world, there's going to be some trauma and there's going to be some healing all over again. And I'll meet that bridge when I cross it. So as I moved forward from this, left California because first and foremost, we weren't living in Costa Mesa. We were living in a part of California that just wasn't great. Rent was super expensive for us at the time. And I just didn't feel like it was the dream I had envisioned. So another little trauma of mine, a little habit was my expectations were high. They were built off of false realities and they were not fulfilled. I did not fulfill them. I did not stand my ground. And I know that now. And any time that I feel that way, I know to stand my ground in a loving, compassionate way, not with haste or anger or frustration. Although I will admit, I'm a freaking fiery person. I don't mean to be. But y'all, I got five plants in fire. What else do you expect from me? <laughs> my Mars and my Venus are conjunct in the ninth house in cancer it's a lot it can be a lot but i'm really working on not being passive aggressive or assuming the world knows what i need or want so it's gotten really easy really quick <laughs> moving on after california moved back to colorado rented out a miracle spot and did life that winter came and went really tried to reestablish our life, went on a lot of trips, attempted to make the relationship what it, you know, what we wanted it to be. And I truly thought this person was my person, regardless of what had happened. And then I finally got a job that we did not work together in because we had always worked in the same industry or place, literally. The same resort, the same landscaping company, like, it was just too similar, and so for the first time, we had different summer jobs. I met the most beautiful freaking angel woman of my whole entire life, and I will name her Miss Sarah. My fucking, oh my gosh, you guys, <sighs> Sarah, 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 if you're listening to this, oh my word, Sarah, she knows who she is, <laughs> she's my spud bud she was the first woman after 2017 it is now 2019 summer of 2019 it is two years later that i meet this woman and that i was actively actively excuse me teaching yoga classes i was Expanding my awareness of the woman body, my comfort of talking about deeper subjects, about Buddhism and different religions and different religious practices, Hinduism, all of, all of the things. And for the first time, I had someone I could talk to them about. We worked at the same coffee shop, and regardless of all the other things that happened at the coffee shop, she was... She is an angel from God in my life to this day. To this day, we fuel each other. She's my little Aries. I'm her little Leo. So 
we're headstrong, we're stubborn, and we have a lot of spice to our life. And so she really allowed me to dig deeper into how to address certain situations in my life, to accept change, to lead by example and be headstrong in my decision and what I was determined to do and what my heart was asking for in the healing that I was really craving. And so being able to have this reflection and this mirroring back to myself because she had just gotten back from India from her own teacher training. It was, it was like meeting someone you've known for lifetimes. That's how my, that's how I feel about Sarah. Needless to say, she's, she saved my life in so many different ways. And so I was able to make a courageous decision of one, telling her what happened to me in that relationship. She was the first person outside of my yoga teacher trainer to know that I had undergone an abortion, everything that I was feeling, and all of the guilt I was carrying for years. And she, you know, helped me through that. She gave me the strength and the encouragement and the power to know that it was safe for me to lead with my heart at the end of the day. And so I ended up drawing back from this, that partner, that same partner, I was still with them almost for three years. I drew away. We were getting less intimate, way less sexual. It was more like a friendship or like a co-partnership, like a co-friendship. It was not, it was not. It was not love. It was not love. And so the severing of that was really brutal. One, ah, my labor rising when I'm over a human being when it comes to love. I'm over a human being when it comes to love. And they're dead to me, out of my life. And it's that's my, me- my coping mechanism to get over the sadness, the depression, the abandonment wound in which I had not done any work towards because I was just beginning to discover what my other healing places were. And so I broke up with this person days before my birthday. (laughs) So in that same situation, which is really funny to say out loud and think about. And I moved forward. I was a fool. I definitely played with another person's heart during that time. It was wrong of me, and I deeply apologized to that person. However, they were an amazing friend and amazing partner in that healing phase of detaching, relatching out of a coping mechanism. I will admit it wasn't my shiniest, brightest hour. Definitely wasn't living in my power. I was hush-hushing it. I was very, gosh, it was just not nice. It was rude. It was a very rude moment for me. It was a very rude Libra rising moment. So that was not living in my highest power. And this was going on from August into the new year, into like the following couple months of 2020. However, when it came to about Thanksgiving and Christmas time, I was really getting pissed off and frustrated that I was doing this pattern in this cyclical loop again. Because I was realizing, hey, I am repeating old behaviors of not feeling like I'm worthy of love. And so I'm going to attach onto the person 
who sees me as godly and just pretend everything's okay and move on. And that's not a healthy way of moving on from a relationship. The breakup taught me a lot. And I literally needed to experience this other love with this other person because they taught me how to not be a douchebag. Straight up. Everybody, I lived with five guys when I first, like my second year in Colorado. They taught me to be bulletproof, tough, talk shit, get hit, like do not mess with me vibes. I was a very, I had my, I had all of my armor on. I was carrying all of my armor all of the time. No one was getting in the fortress of my body, of my mind, of my soul. And this person really woke me up to that. And they were very diligent of, hey, you're hurting my feelings. Hey, what you're saying isn't nice and I don't appreciate it. And I was like, oh, shit. You're a guy and your your feelings are hurt. Like, you're sharing your honest feelings with me? What? And that was new. That was completely new. I'm going to take a sip of my orange juice, water, salt mix drink. One moment. That's that's nice. Amazing drink, by the way. If you're in a hot place and you need some electrolytes, half water, half orange juice, salt. Celtic sea salt is best. Sea salt and then regular salt. Meh. But better than nothing, I suppose. Meh. Maybe just don't try the regular table salt. Thank you, Mama T. She is the one that taught me that. Anyways, on with the story. So, this is the next part of the spiritual awakening, in my opinion, where you begin to step out of your body from an outside point of view, and you are witnessing what you're doing. You're witnessing your cycles. You're witnessing your behavior. You're witnessing your karmic patterns that are meant to be severed in this lifetime. Is it? easy? Not necessarily. Is it enlivening? Yeah, you could say that. It is definitely a whirlwind of emotions because, I mean, if you're in the situation of having lost a loved one that you thought was your your jam for your life, but it ends up not working out, well, for me, there was abandonment wounds that came up. Where is that really stemming from? Oh, my mom and dad interesting myself interesting because it goes down the line it always leads back to us our expectations what we learned as a child what our subconscious mind formulated as reality and the hello my galactic beings if you've been searching for a place to call home listen up I'm introducing the Cosmic Community Membership. This membership is going to be your new favorite Cosmic Hub, where the experience of awakening your inner world to connect with your deep, intuitive, philosophical, and connected side is where it's at. Within this container, you can expect three live classes a month, a spiritual class, a soulful movement class, and a new moon circle. This is for beings that are ready to learn about their healing powers. 
how to learn to avoid falling back into negative coping mechanisms, learn how to live with ease versus disease, and recognize your shadow and do the deep inner work. You can expect in the live class to learn anything from astrology to tarot, healing the witch wound, learning what it is, being a healer, what does that entail, yogic principles, and so much more. During the soulful movement class, for 30 minutes, you'll move your body ecstatically without judgment to embody the physical reality you are creating. And then during the new moon circles, you'll learn how to set up an altar. You'll manifest with the moon cycles and share what's on your heart. If you're ready to trade in your curiosity for clarity, this is the place. It's a no BS approach to living passionately and purposefully, to love life from an observer point of view, and to harness and honor your personal discernment. The membership will be open from July 11th to July 15th. I can't wait for you to check it out, and I hope to see you there. If you want to learn more about it, go to the show notes and click the link. Storybook picture and storybook line of what life was meant to turn out to be. And which is not great when you're an adult. And you're still living from your zero to nine-year-old subconscious mind. And so when we have this spiritual awakening, we have the traumatic event happen, and then we continue to walk through this by acknowledging our tendencies, our patterns, and choosing to either actively grow, heal, acknowledge, forgive ourselves as well as everyone else in our world that is the true path of the warrior the true path of the spiritual awakening towards a trajectory that will continue growth that will continue to provide nourishment even when it feels like it's not because honey there's gonna be a lot of revelations a lot of pain and most likely a lot of questioning why am I here what am I doing what's my purpose how can I move forward how can I serve does my life even matter why am I alive what's my and it's that continual questioning and it will drive you bonkers if you focus too much of your hard-earned energy on it and it can deplete you pretty easily so in my own experience This is where it gets real kind of cute for me, though. Um, I had a moment of clarity during Christmas where I was like, wow, I'm not operating out of my my ideal self. I'm going to take a trip home. I'm going to see my family. And I'm going to just be. Be be me. See my dad for the first time since my parents were in their final divorce process. And what our family looked like. It was honestly the last time that I actually saw my mom and dad in the same room together was, I believe, the day before I left on that, I think it was the 22nd or 23rd of December, which in my astrology chart, for anyone out there that knows astrology, my sun and my moon are conjunct 
in Leo in the 10th house. And what I really feel that represents is the conflict, the push-pull, the the me being in the middle of my mom and dad. I've always been a big lover. Even when I didn't really know how to say that as boldly as being a big lover. But as a child, which is so cute, I would go to my parents before bed. They would read me stories out of this um, little Jesus book because I was in CCD and I my mom would bring us to church and we went to a Catholic church. I never considered myself Catholic. I hated when I got the communion. Like I went through the process to get that because I had to wear a dress. thought it was ridiculous, but I tore it off afterwards and then I could like drink a little wine and eat some of the bread and I thought that was really fun. <laughs> and I was just so out of that, but I thought the stories were cool and I loved the animals in the stories or the lions or like when someone had overcome a hardship. That was where my mind was really interested. And the photos, the drawings were pretty cool looking, which caught my attention. And after they would read to me, I would often fall asleep and they would either <laughs> pick me up and bring me to my bed across the hallway, may I add, it wasn't a far trip, and they would rub my back. Oh my god, it was the cutest thing. But they would also, if I was awake and I, they were done reading the story, I would give them energy hugs. And so I would either take their energy before bed so that they could sleep better or I would give them energy whenever they needed it by giving them a hug and by shaking them really hard. And I honestly, I might cry. I honestly felt like I was giving them my energy and my ambition and my my love. Like I really felt that to my soul. Oh my God, so cute. And it's just so potent to reflect on how much it meant to me to see my parents together. And so that was another big hurdle in my own spiritual awakening was the divorce of my parents that I loved so much, but I was often thrown in the middle of, where if they got in a fight, they would talk bad about the other, and I was the one they were talking to about it. I was becoming the parent. I was becoming the therapist when I did not need to be that person for them or like it was just wasn't great conditioning and it wasn't it wasn't ideal I don't blame them they weren't taught by their parents any differently but like witnessing this and reflecting it this is where I say like it can be really tender for us to go through this because we realize parts of our life that we wish were different like I wish my parents were together still I wish that my family as a whole was a lot more loving and a lot more intimate and fond of each other. Like, it's pretty much a disaster. My mom and dad obviously don't talk. My brother, he's on his own journey. I respect him no matter what he goes through, but it's a constant cycle of what feels like starting over with him having trust for us because there's a whole lot in that conversation we're not going to go into today. And then my sister, like my sister is five years older than me. My brother is seven years older than me. I'm the baby. And 
like watching from afar and just like not really having great intimate moments altogether. It's gotten better over the, the years. Like I feel closer to each of them individually. However, like my ideal little girl like really wishes like our family was tight-knit and happy to see each other. Like our vacations were still happening and they weren't full of fights. That's something like damn, I really wish that could have happened. And so that's something I want still, but I can make that happen in my own life. And so that's where the empowerment piece can come from the spiritual journey if you do choose to embark on it because it can light you up with the fascination of what you can create and what choices you will make in order to get to that in your life. What are your values and what will you absolutely not negotiate in your lifetime feelings actions words like how are you going to participate at what level are you going to consciously participate in your karmic patterns to end them and to start healthy ones because karma isn't necessarily always oh you do bad bad things happen it can be you do good and good things happen you make a choice that's a higher choice versus a lower choice which i'll talk about and the higher choice will just keep bringing you higher and higher. Like that song I can't think of the name of. Higher and higher and higher. And so the higher choice and the lower choice is what it sounds like. A higher choice. Oh, I just got out of this relationship. Me. I'm not just going to jump into a new one ASAP and pretend I'm not hurting. Pretend I'm not heartbroken. Pretend I'm not escaping my own feelings because I much rather take care of somebody to numb myself of the pain than to experience the pain and get it over with. Whereas the higher route would be, I'm not dating. Thanks for having interest in me. I think you're cute, but I, th I think it's just because I am longing for love. I have problems with feeling like I'm unlovable, that I'm too much, that people cannot handle my energy level, and maybe in half a year. And then you, you move on. You move through your sadness, the depression, the grief, the heartbreak, whatever it is you're moving through, and you find who you are. You pick up the pieces that are you. And so I'll continue my my story because I got sidetracked talking about my family there for a moment. Um, during that Christmas, I had actually, so my partner now, the sweetest, most loving and supportive and caring human being I've ever met in my whole entire life, my sweet Danny. Oh, oh, I faint. I faint at the thought of him. Um, him and I, I'm sure you've heard this on the podcast before. <laughs> I love to talk about him. Um, we had a fun growing up together. We grew up in the same town. He was a grade younger than me. I was always having the hots for him, but did not say anything because I didn't want to mess anything up too early on. And so I dated his best friend. Obviously, I genuinely liked his best friend at the time, or one of his best friends at the time. And I was able to flirt with him through this because it, it meant nothing, essentially. Like, I had the joy of flirting with him without it being awkward or weird because I could just be Isabel Wellman, the obnoxious girlfriend, and it wouldn't have a side effect. 
<laughs> and so life goes on and come to, to like 2019 Christmas, um, I got to see him again for the first time in freaking years. And so we hung out and we got to talk and share and learn who the other was. And I had big googly eyes for him. I was like, God dang, this is this is how he turned out. We like this. And of course, I got to see his real side because we were out with all of his friends. How else are you ever going to date somebody any real way if you're on a one-to-one -one date for the first time? Please save it. Here's your number one hot get into a relationship tip. If you like someone and you want to go on a first date with them, bring your best friend or bring someone you feel freaking comfortable with. Either you or the person you're you're on the date with. Have a three-way party because you will be yourself. You're not going to pretend to be someone you're not. You're not going to put on this false act. You're not going to act super goody-goody and, and show your best side. Like You're going to show your real, ruthless, authentic, humorous, goofy, weirdo side. And it's what you want the person you want to date to see. Because then they're not going to have these expectations of, oh, they're always like this on the... Wow, they're perfect. And then this weird, like, false love begins to grow. Honey, 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 trust me on this one. This will transform your relationship. So you're welcome. So, yeah, we went out with all of his BFFs. And we slept in the same bed that night. But we did not sleep together because that was a freaking hot rule in my book. I'm not sleeping with a person until when we're dating. Like, I don't need to sleep with someone on the first date. I want to actually make sure that this is going to jive. I'm not dating anymore. I want this to be the last one I ever date. I have high shit standards. Like, I was all in for myself. And this is when astrology came into my life very slowly. And when I had just found Rising Woman, which, if you don't know, Deborah Silverman or... Rising woman, you need to know them if you're going through a spiritual awakening. And especially if you're a woman for the rising women side of things. Even if you're a man, there is a um, more uh, male, gender-specific, non-binary, if that's the, the route you feel more called to, um, approach. She has, to so the woman who started Rising Women... I think her name's Shayla, Shay, I'm eh, sorry, but she is in a conscious relationship with her partner, and he has, I don't know what it's called, I don't think it's called Rising Man, I doubt it, but he has his own group, so if you find Rising Women, you'll find that, just so, you know, your partner has something to also look into while you do your own inner work, or your future partner. So anyways, we move on. Christmas was great, rekindled a little fire and spark between lovely little Danny and I, and I went back to Summit County, really realized the person that I was seeing at the time, <laughs> we had dated for a month, and then I broke up with him, but I said, but I still want to see you, which really confused him, and it hurt him, and broke him, and I felt terrible, and so we were in that after phase of not being officially together, but seeing each other, and it just was really wonky, and not right, unethical, immature, and I still, like, I feel bad, 
I feel bad. And so, um, time went on. Danny came to see me a couple weeks later. Not to just see me, but he was coming out to Colorado in general. So, he stopped to see me off my high horse, Isabel. And that was a blast. Same thing happened. He slept over. Nothing happened. It was amazing. Highly recommend not sleeping with the person you want to date right away. And life went on. And then, yeah, I I was still just not being super transparent with this person. I was still talking within Summit County until the very last, like, two weeks until I was going to move. Maybe the last month I was about to move away. COVID hit pretty hard. Summit County, I lost my job. And I felt like I was finally in a really good place. I was learning about astrology on my own time. I was dialing in my fitness and my yoga teacher training practice. I was dialing in what I was interested in, going and hanging out with girlfriends more often, really finding value in my friendship with my best friend right now, Britt, my freaking girl, and like really witnessing how much womenship meant to me. And so a cluster of women were in my life that really made a profound mark. And then when it was time for me to get out of my lease so I didn't have to pay money I didn't have on my room in Summit, I went back home to see my dad. And this was when he was, um, like my parents still weren't officially divorced, but they were definitely well past being apart for good. And I got to see my sister again. I got to plant a pumpkin garden. All of these childhood things flew into my mind and I got to do them. I learned more about being open to new perspectives, healing, not engaging in the same way I had always engaged with my family, showing my love and appreciation, communicating from my heart. A lot of it took over with positivity. A lot of it was a conscious choice to be like, hey, you get to start fresh. You just admitted all of your secrets to all the people in Summit County. Quite literally had to. The universe was not letting me leave Summit County until I did. But it was a miracle. And, you know, like I can apologized and confessed to the dude I had just slandered and wasn't a good person to. I had even told my ex-partner that I had the very unfortunate event happen with about everything that I had done after we dated. Not that I owed him that, but to get it off of my chest and my mind and to really say, hey, like, never come knocking on my door again. Like, we don't need to continue any relation. We're we're good to go. Like, this is not ever going to start over. So, goodbye. <laughs> and I got my hair done by my favorite hairdresser in the world, Rocky Mountain Curls. If you're in Summit County, go freaking see my girl, Lori. She is like my second mom. I think she was a mom to me in another lifetime or at least someone of high power in my life because she is v- very much like my second mom. I love you, Lori, if you're listening. So, yeah, needless to say, I found myself, I witnessed what I really wanted, I was working towards it, I made my apologies, I confessed my soul, I felt like I had a clean slate, 
I drove back from Colorado to Michigan by myself. I got back. I made a workout room in my dad's house. I painted my bedroom the color I wanted. I decorated it. I was enjoying exploring by myself with my freaking best friend, Zena May, all over again. And it felt like I was back in the summer of 2016 when we were exploring just us together. And it was magical. And my heart was healing and it felt full of love again. The happiness had come back into my life. And so this was my first real round of spiritual awakening because I've gone through a couple others since then. But it was truly a traumatic event, kind of figure things out, dark night of the soul where everything is dark and eerie and not right and I know I'm making mistakes and I'm having to pay for them and be honest about them and clean my slate. And then this feeling of freedom and liberation and to be who I am moving forward into learning how to be in a conscious relationship with myself, which at the end of the day of a spiritual journey, I think is the most important component is learning who you are, what you want from life, how you want to serve, and how to leave an impact, how to leave your legacy. And as I continued on this journey, I had found groups that were all about living a free life, living from their souls, living genuinely, compassionately, and they were all women or non-unidentified humans who were of that energy because we all have feminine masculine energy but this was like a big heaping dose of feminine energy that I really needed in my life and then as the story moved on I <laughs> had made an investment in a water machine that was one of the better decisions I ever made in my life and it got me on this different health journey where I was thinking more holistically wanting to stray away from social normalities, wanting to use food as medicine, wanting to learn how to fuel my body as a woman, as a female physiology living being. And that's where the story has continued to go. And so all in all, I want to say to anyone going through this spiritual awakening or who wants to be on this, it is basically looking at your life in a new way. Realizing that what once was important to you is not important to you anymore. The people, the events, the rumors, the slander, the conversations, like anything that doesn't have meaning or mindfulness behind it doesn't matter to you anymore. You don't care about being mean to people behind their backs. You don't care about judging. You don't care about egotistical tendencies. Like it just isn't important. It's not as important as serving, as loving everybody, as showing up as authentically as you can and being honest. If something happens between you and a friend to like being able to share that. And so I definitely went through a whole nother year, and I'm on my second or my third full year of this spiritual awakening at different levels. And so I do believe that there are different levels to spiritual awakenings and how willing you are to trust your intuition, to trust spirit, 
to trust in your angel guides and all of your ancestors, anyone who has passed from this lifetime, they are not just gone from your life. When you think about someone and you get full body tingles, you're with spirit. When you have an intuitive hunch, that is spirit. When you get a whisper on, sorry if that made a loud noise, I just hit the microphone, on what to do next in your life, that is spirit. And it's really beautiful to have this connection with spirit. It's like having a cheerleader on your shoulder. It's tapping into your infinite resources, your intelligence, what you're aiming for in this lifetime. And you're not meant to know the whole goddamn plan. That's not what we're aiming for either. It's about listening, adjusting, aligning. Listening, adjusting, aligning. Aligning, excuse me. (laughs) It's your GPS. You find out what your gifts are. Then you realize what your passion and your purpose are. And then you have success and service. And you go through that over and over until you're really living in your service because it is your success. It's what fuels you. Millionaires never stop working because they love what they do. They're making an impact to people around the world. At least the conscious ones are. And so that's what my aim with this is. That's what I intend to do as I continue to evolve in these journeys. And let me tell you, each level of this spiritual awakening is different. So yeah, at the end of my, what I'll call my first one was coming into a true conscious relationship with who I see as my life partner, Mr. Danny. Like, that is a a known thing. Of course, if we, either of us ever wanted to leave, we absolutely could. It would be sad. It would be heartbreaking, but we would know that it's for the betterment of our growth and our souls. Not saying I have any plans for that to happen. He'll have to pry my arms off of him, but (laughs) to keep it lighthearted here, that's like, that's the truth and the reality behind it. Because when we think like, oh, I love this person forever and they're never going to leave and I'm never going to leave and I'm stuck in this relationship because of this, that, and the other thing and social normalities, that's a fucking curse. That's a detriment to your health. You kidding me? That's prison. You're imprisoning somebody and yourself in the process of having that kind of mentality. We're just so goddamn serious in this lifetime. Like, let's be playful. Let's understand that we evolve every single day. That we have new cells in our body every single day. Every seven years, you're a brand new person cellularly because your cells are constantly decaying. Dying is not a bad thing. Death in life is not a bad thing. And to reframe it, death death is where we are able to rebirth. Like the phoenix from the ashes. The phoenix lives, it dies, it burns down into ashes, and then it's reborn into a new life. And you get to do it all over again. And that's another, excuse me, way that I see spiritual awakenings. What I would say was my hardest part of going through this was going through it alone. I personally thought the first time, I didn't know it at the time, but the first time was the easiest. Yes, I had the heartbreak, and it was the first tragic event. 
And so moving, but that was the easiest because moving forward, it stopped being about anything outside of myself. And now it's all internal. It's all an internal game and how authentic and truthful and loving I can show up day to day. Where can I hold back from spitting fire on the face of people I love? Where can I continue to bear my heart without the armor on and show up in my loincloth, in my leaf bra? Like, that's how vulnerable I I like to be with people. And not in the sense of weakness or you must know all of my secrets. I'm just here to be truthful with you as much as I can bear. And I have not always done a great job at that. Last October, I had a huge moment with someone I considered my other best friend. And I still consider that person a best friend. But it just hasn't been the same since then. And I love them just the same. I've been actively forgiving myself for the situation, the the unfolding of our friendship. Because I was nervous to be honest. I was nervous that I was going to lose them. And because I was nervous about that to begin with, I kind of lost her anyways. And that's really how it felt. And it was, and it still is painful to think about it and to accept that. And that's kind of how the cookie crumbles, my friends. We go through different stages of this spiritual awakening in whatever way our karmic patterns and habits are being addressed. So I feel like for me, my first one was relationships and then friendships. And now it's career. If you know me, I've been on this entrepreneurial kick for quite a while, and I've been actively seeking out being my own boss. One, I really don't like listening to other people. No offense. Anyone I apply to be a part-time worker with, I will listen to you. I will adapt. But at the end of the day, I want to be my own boss. I love having my own agenda. I'm, I'm freaking independent, people. I got my own creative ideas. And I love to collaborate. I love to brainstorm. I love to be in groups of other high-achieving individuals who see a bigger picture for the world because of their own skills and habits and ability to teach and show people, hey, this is more efficient. Hey, this is more healing. Hey, this is going to allow you to be more full of longevity. What is not to love about that? And so... As I move through this, I've created a community. And this community is called the Cosmic Community. Because if there's anything I wish I would have had available to me when I was undergoing this journey, it would have been a group of people to constantly talk to. And I will admit I had that in certain ways. I had it in in certain ways, absolutely. And I had individuals I could seek out and go to and chat with as I went through my astrology level one and two and three, as I learned about tarot, as I learned about the witch wound, as I learned about like maybe in a past life, being a witch, being burned at the stake, being killed for my healing abilities, which if you've never heard about the witch wound, I highly recommend you research it a little bit. But it's really for the people that are incredibly empathic, who have these nurturing tendencies, who feel awkward with 
asking for money for their services, for their ability to assist in a therapeutic way, but without being a therapist. And not to say that we have any power that a therapist does, but like that's just a different avenue. I think people who have more intuitive, psychic, astrology, mythology, divination, witchy kind of ways of healing, whether that's herbalism, holistic approaches, integrative medicine, Chinese medicine, anything. I mean, yoga can be considered one. Any of the modalities that do not involve these modern day pills or processes that that are to manipulate the body, the chemicals in the body in some kind of way. Yes, there's a time and place. I will say that. I just get bored of saying that because, come on, just let it be a given that obviously there's a time and place in our modern day world. But it's not necessary all the time. Let's try new interventions. I, I can go on a whole new rant about my second spiritual awakening in my mind about moving to Alaska by myself, actually living with Danny for the very first time after being acquainted for about a month and a half. And then he asked me out the day before he flew to Alaska. And then I finally went and I lived with him and we've been living together ever since. And how I had chronic BV and yeast infections from that June that we had gotten together all until the next January, almost a year of chronic vaginal issues. I had gotten my MV put in when I had an abortion. And so as I moved through, this is my process. This is my belief. Take it or leave it. it. I believe it. You don't have to believe anything. But this is just for more awareness, perhaps in your own life, about something you're undergoing. And so I, yeah, from the abortion, I had gotten an IUD put in. And it was the copper one to not mess with my hormones as much. And I only had it in since from 2017 to 2019. And so I got it in in August. I got it taken out that December on the great conjunction of Saturn and gosh, what was it? Jupiter. I kind of forget. I feel bad. But it was the, the start of the Aquarian age. And I instantly felt relief and better in my body. That was in December. I did not receive or have any other BV problems come up until that January. And then I finally went to a natural path because of a different doctor saying, hey, these antibiotics, it's been eight months. They're not working for you. Let me refer you to this doctor and she will probably give you a different way of operating. So I took it upon myself to first start the elimination diet and go through that to clear out my gut and to heal my gut. I went off of coffee completely and caffeine completely for about two months, three months. That was crazy. That was my first time ever experiencing withdrawals. I was really in the beginning stages of my personal astrology practice having signed up for my level three astrology with the Deborah Silverman school and then 
having my own, my own practice, just having people come to me for readings. And it was really taking responsibility in of my own life. And so that was what my whole entire second wave of spiritual awakening was. It was a way darker night of the soul, a way darker night of the soul. There's a podcast with my girlfriend, Aubrey, and it's all about realizing that the common variable is you. You can find it in in the episode. I'll try to put it the episode in the show notes. It's one of the best podcasts I've ever recorded to this day. It has the most listens on, of any podcast I have. And that's just like a monumental stamp of how beautiful that conversation was and how authentic and heartfelt it was to hear this progressive story of us each going through our own dark night of the soul moments and what that looked like and entailed through poetry. It was remarkable, very remote, remarkable, highly recommend. And what I'm really trying to get at is that we can't prepare for these. We can only be present in the now. And we have to really love ourselves so much during it to make decisions that are hard, to have self-discipline for the betterment of our bodies, for realizations to come in, to connect deeper with our souls, to connect deeper with the spirit living inside of us. These human bodies are amazing. They're miraculous. They heal themselves. There's so many stories of people having a certain type of cancer and fasting, straight fasting for a week, getting out of the body's way, allowing it to heal, to stop putting food that is processed and full of toxins and Roundup, for crying out loud, full of ingredients that are not meant to be digested by our bodies, that have just depleted nutrients that we believe are fueling us, but they're not. And then add on hustle culture, add on modern day technology for the matter of fact. All of these piled on new modern day advancements are not really advancing us. And so it's just getting out of the body's way so it can heal. And then we hear how they're healed. They did not need that surgery, that they did it on their own and believing that. And so I really think it's having this level of belief of source, of spirit, of universe, whatever you want to call it, of God. And knowing that you are God, like you, you are a miraculous child of God. You are created out of that same power. And there are so many different variations because there's no wrong variation. It's just how is this one going to play out? And how will they take charge? How will they lead? How will they extract themselves, I guess, become woke in quotation marks and witness where in life they're unhappy and what are they going to do about it? Are they going to make a choice to change? Are they going to bring awareness in new forms? How are they going to move about that? And that's the really beautiful part. And so that's why I made the Cosmic Community, because I was a part of a couple of communities, but it, it never was long standing. 
I was a part of one that was amazing last November until about January, February, maybe March. I forget when it ended. Yet, it didn't last forever. And, like, none of us really communicate that much. We all have our own lives. It can be a lot to continue that deep of work. But, you know, it was a it wasn't expensive. It was about $500 to be a part of a four-month-long group. And I learned so much. And that's what I crave is continuing to learn and to share what I learn with people who are curious about the cosmic world around us, about the metaphysical world, about energy, about holistic methods, about being conscious, being aware, how to move through issues in our day-to-day lives, having people to go to and cultivate love and non-judgment and safety with. And that is why I created the community, to honestly have a place to join, like a little witch cohort, just coming together to brew our brews and cast some positive spells. And I mean, what what is intention setting? I see that as casting a spell. (laughs) Like you are quite literally intending of a way to act. And then when you're woke quotations or just consciously living in the present moment, you are aware of how you're operating, of how you're participating. And it just comes down to simply like having your moral compass figured out, living with intention, using digital space with intention, And not allowing yourself to get sucked into it. Honestly, I'm so excited for the day that I have made enough money consistently having like 5k, 10k months that I can hire a VA who will do all of my social media for me. I like it sometimes. I like to catch up once in a while. I like a solid 15 minutes of it. And then I get overwhelmed. And I think that's what a lot of people feel. There's no need for that. We actually, there's so much science behind us actually becoming people we see on the internet. As a person who is a life coach, astrologer, personal trainer, and relies on the internet to find people who would like the invitation, to accept the invitation to my help, I see it as an amazing opportunity for free marketing of connecting with people. I've met so many people that I didn't know before outside of the internet. Like, I'm so full of gratitude for it. Yet, I just get so... I I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like, it's fun when I make it fun. And I'm learning how to systemize it, make it fun, make it authentic, and way more valuable. Yet, it's just... I don't want that to be my main my main not problem but my my main source or my main workplace in life if that makes sense i want my other laptop areas like my personal training and actually programming that take well, i want that to take up way more time finishing my website that can take up way more time i'll have these other long standing platforms that are actually mine like this podcast that cannot be tampered with by a bigger 
overlurking Big Brother or someone or, or any of the owners of these apps because we don't own any of our content on those apps. We are agreeing to terms and policies and that's great, yet it's just, it's not truly all our own. And so using that mindfully and wisely is where I'm headed. And I think it's really a beautiful step in the right direction. And so, <laughs> needless to say, if you're someone who is ready you know, to take your curiosity about spirituality and bring it into clarity, I welcome you to sign up for the Cosmic Community. It's a nobious approach. It's learning to live passionately and on purpose. It's to love your life from an observant point of view, to call yourself out on your own tendencies, karmic patterns, and hiccups. Like, wow, sis, bro, I see you. You're doing that thing again. Let's let's sever that right now. Let's make a decision to, to stop. And then actively making that decision. And then honoring the process. Using your personal discernment. Like learning what that means. What it means to be empathic. What it means to be a healer. How to offer your services to the world. How to get over asking for money for your services. Getting over being seen and judged or looked down upon. Like anyone who judges or looks down upon people in my scope of work... I honestly think that they're just another another healer or empath who wants to make money that way or who wants to be seen or who wants to help. And that's a great, beautiful thing I learned or heard today as a reminder. Like people who give you the bird and people who are crying equally need you. Are you going to feel willing to help the person who gave you the bird as much as you're willing to help the person crying? Probably not. You're probably going to pass by them, throwing up your own bird. That's not what we do. That is not the, not the higher choice. That would be not going on the high karma, higher karmic pattern, <laughs> which I've done a million times, by the way, to remind you I am also human. I am not superhuman by any means. I'm learning just as much every single day, yet I have a grip on all of this in the sense that makes me feel like I have a lot to share and I have a lot to teach and I want other people to feel like they can learn without being judged. That was my biggest thing that I wanted. And so I'm giving that opportunity to everyone else in the world. Congratulations. So what's what's in the cosmic community, Isabel? Let me tell you. So there's going to be three classes a month, and they're always going to be, let me grab my super handy dandy notebook. There's always going to be a live spiritual class. So it's going to start with astrology because that's my jam jam. Astrology lessons. So how to read an astrology chart, what everything means, asking questions, taking questions, answering them, everything and all things astrology. I will teach in these classes. And those will be every third Thursday of the month. And then for the next class, it will be a soulful movement class where you'll spend 30 minutes statically moving your body without judging what you look like. Because I truly think if you're a kinesthetic learner like I am, Moving the body and feeling your body move in ways that it wants to and listening and trusting it 
is reconfirming trust within yourself that you are safe, that you're in charge, that you have control. I think that's very important. I'm all about teaching people to trust their own decisions, their feelings, emotions, what they need in a day. This is huge with my personal training clients. If I have something scheduled for you, but you don't feel good or you drank heavily the night before, I'm altering that workout for you or you're not going to do that workout at all and you're going to stretch or do a yoga flow or very light training. I'm not here to kill your body because I know that giving you a hard ass workout when your body's not optimal is not going to do you any good or me any good. You're not going to be able to perform in your day and you're going to feel bad about yourself. Whereas when I re- form that training, it empowers you and it doesn't make you feel like you're off track or a failure or take away energy from the other activities that you have going on in your life. Like being a mom or a dad or being a CEO or being your own boss or getting or being a nanny, whatever it is that you do. Like I'm not here to stop you. Especially if imagine if you are an actor or an athlete high level and you had to be on set, but you had one hour of training and you just got sick, I'm not going to torture you. We're going to do some recovery. We're going to stretch. If there's infrared available, doing infrared therapy, a little self-massage, rolling, little bit of tissue manipulation, the fascia, really getting tender with the self. And so, I truly believe that this class will be my favorite because I love to dance. (laughs) And those classes will always be the first Tuesday of the month. And then we will always meet up for a new moon circle. And this is a place to share, to learn how to set up an altar, what it means to set up an altar, how to have one in real life that you often go to, whether you practice with, pray with, like bring offerings to, Um, sit for guidance or whatever the case and then sharing like sharing whatever's on your heart at that time because it's okay to be seen and I want to reinforce community and that community is sharing it's being honest and not shameful because I think we feel that honesty is shamefulness and I want to destroy any connotation that that is true or reality because that's plainly not So if you are ready to learn about your healing powers, how to avoid falling back into negative coping mechanisms, how to pick the high road versus the low road, and to live your life with ease versus dis-ease, along with recognizing any of your shadows and saying yes to the deep inner work because you're not doing it alone. You have a community. You have me to support you. Like, fuck yes, let's go. Let's go and let's be in this together. I'm really excited about this. I really hope that this brought clarity, eagerness, love, compassion, forgive, like uh, allowed you to forgive a part of yourself. I really honor you and thank you for staying tuned and listening to the whole thing. Spirituality is a huge component in my life. 
as a double Leo Libra, I love it. I love being connected. I love listening to my inner knowing and what I need and not imposing that on other people and being open to new perspectives and knowing that there's no right or wrong for anybody's decision and that whatever feels good in our bodies is the answer. And that's as simple as it is. And to always have our own discernment, like always use our own understanding, our own research, our own yes or no as the power. To end this all off, I want to share a Rumi quote. And this is, the universe is not outside of you. Look inside yourself. Everything that you want is already there. Rumi. And there you have it, folks. I'm honored that you came to sit with me today. I am honored to invite you warmly into the conscious community, which you can find in the show notes. Sign up is on isbowoman.com. Right now, there will be a platform in on my website that you can go to for resources, for the Zoom links, for the homework. If you missed a class, you can download it there. When you complete a class, you can download it there before or after. And it's going to be the beginning of something really beautiful. I'm super excited to teach astrology. I'm really excited about that. I am basically writing out the curriculum as we speak. And I have the first three classes planned. So we are well ahead of schedule. Life is just really beautiful. And it's looking up. And it's moving forward. And it just feels good to offer this. So thank you so much. Visit isabelwellman.com if you're interested in joining that. And if you're in a place where financially it's a tight, tight, tight line, free meditation community. Hang out with me Mondays and Wednesdays, 5.30 a.m., 4.30 p.m. on the Zoom. isabelwellman.com to register for those. Go register with your email. After you submit your email, a pop-up will come up. Please do not exit out of the pop-up. The Zoom link is there for you to copy and paste in your calendar so that you can set a reminder, a weekly reminder, to remind you that class is starting. So you never miss a class. That's my system right now. It will get easier over time, but that is it for now. So I love you. I hope you're you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to my spiritual awakening experience. And if you're out there and you still feel nervous to talk to anyone about it, my best words for you is to trust yourself. Learn how to trust yourself and forgive yourself for all the times that you establish distrust with yourself. It's all about forgiving and knowing that the past doesn't exist anymore. The memories and the feelings might still be alive, but we're the ones that give importance to those things. So if you simply shifted your thoughts and ideas and beliefs from what has happened to what will happen, your life will drastically change. So I hope that helps. I will see y'all in the next episode.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Incredible Conversations. Slowly echoes throughout your car as the podcast comes to an end. Sitting there in fascination, curiosity, and solitude, the visions of how you want to superfuel your success dance along in your mind. A deep belief has awakened, and you're empowered to consciously create your life by optimizing your energy and healing from the inside out. You've subscribed to the podcast, have left your five-star review, and shared this episode with a friend because of the new intentions you've created for yourself. You have your foot on the gas, hand on the wheel, and you no longer need a GPS to know where you're going.